Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. And welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on 830 WCC. We're around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. We appreciate uh, your company. Chris and Andy in studio. Always like to ask you guys, since I see you from uh, week to week, how was your week in real estate, each of you? Interesting. Yeah. How about yours? <laughs> it's always interesting, I think, uh, in this time. You know, it's a, it's a real busy time. Um, just trying to, uh, not only, I think a lot of things is it's, it's preparation and getting things ready and making sure that your clients are getting them ready and then check on them. And I mean, cause I'll tell you, there's, you only get a first chance. You get one chance at a first impression. And in this market, you got to do it right. Especially depending on what I say, what, um, kind of price bracket you're in, you know, because there's some price brackets, you know, and the news has gone over it millions of times that, hey, it goes super fast and real quick. Right. But then there's other markets that don't. But there's buyers in there, but you got to be able to, you know, you got to attack them right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know, and I think that my uh, as my uh, career has evolved here more and more, and I, I'm starting to feel like, Danny, we're becoming more of a, con- a consultive, um, educational, because um, people make their own decisions. We provide the information. They make a decision that's right for them. And, and a lot of times what it comes down to is getting them the right information that they can't find on their own. And then sometimes that information might be a buyer, might be a seller, might be, or whatever, or, uh, you know, contractors, um, the, the O3 Magic guys that we use, get the, get the pet order or the smoke out of the house or whatever. And so there's a lot of front-end prep time that, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because how do you rate, other than with experience from a referral, how do you rate a real estate agent based on their guidance? Because yes. it'd be really interesting to see because I can say, oh, I sold a million houses. I sold 600 houses last year or whatever. Who cares? How many happy customers do you have? Yeah. How many people did you put another $10,000 in their pocket because you helped them prep properly? That'd be the interesting way. I don't know how somebody that's smarter than me come up with a, a website I sense or that you're right that with the word consulting is, uh, is right on the money, I think. Yeah. I agree. It is. It is smart. I always tell people I got to give you the information so you can make an informed decision um, because a lot of people don't get that. And I'll tell you, I end up getting um, a lot of listings second, like I'm the next guy in. Um, just happens to be that way. Maybe they went with a friend or an acquaintance or something. And mm-hmm. I, so many times I find that they just didn't get the right advice at the beginning. Right. Um, and I think, you know, in, in business, that's what I mean, we're in business to, to make money as well. Mm-hmm. The only way we can get money, make money is to be able to have a product. And so I think some people, you know, do whatever they got to do to kind of get that product. Right. Meaning do what I got to say or say what I got to do to be able to get that listing. I'd like to know who informed you on that sport coat, that uh, checkered sport coat. There. You like that? The information. Yeah. And you made the yeah. decision to uh, 
<laughs> Actually, it looks that pretty, was my wife's pretty decision. Dapper. Looks pretty dapper today. Now, uh, uh, Chris said his week was interesting in real estate. How, what was your week like? It was actually busy. Um, new construction this week again. Uh, you know, I, I always kind of pen things on new construction because that seems to be the driver in the marketplace. We're at a eight month high. New construction a couple weeks ago was slowing down a little bit, but I think it was the weather again. And now uh, the people are coming back in. They're ready. Um, what's interesting though is that the people that have waited, they're I don't want to say they were disappointed, but they're like, well, so we're ready to build our house. So can we move in by the fourth of July? And they realize that, hey, we're going to be lucky to get you in by Thanksgiving or Christmas and, you know, or whatever holiday you want to pick in the end of the year. But um, it's kind of that kind of a cycle run right now. So what's exciting, though, Denny, is the amount of equity that's there. I mean, I'm seeing people that are surprised. They, you know, they met us a year ago and they say, what's my house worth? And now it's worth thirty or $50,000 more. Really? That much more possible? In, in some price pockets, yeah. yeah. So what's, what's really nice about that is that, that's the gravy. That is when the when it goes up like that. That's all the stuff that's in their pocket. I mean, that's the the good stuff. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunately when it goes down, it's also the the other conversely the other way. So you know you lose their money first. But anyway, it it's nice to see people have equity. It gives them more option. Gets them a higher price point. You know uh, when they're buying or more comfortable payments. And and it uh, it's fun to be part of. It's neat. You know, Denny. You um, every week you ask us how yeah. the week went, and I think that's really interesting because I heard the other day. Um, someone, and I've heard it uh, many times before, and it just kind of made me think of something here. <laughs> this will be interesting, Andy, believe me. Um, <laughs> but when you say that, I, I like this show, you know, is, yeah. is real time. It's like every week people get an update of what the market is doing mm-hmm. now. You know, a lot of times um, in, in the media, they got to wait for reports to come out or, you know, see what the stats were and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And that's, I've heard that from so many people that, it's just kind of nice to know because maybe if they have their house listed and we're not listing it, mm-hmm. they don't know. And all of a sudden we say, you know, that weather kind of hurts it. And they say, oh, my gosh, we didn't have showings either. It almost makes them feel a little better or a little more in- informed. Well, consumer confidence, right? I mean, when we feel good, we buy things. When we feel good about our job, we go out there and we make decisions that are, you know, a little more generous for ourselves. Yep. You know, we maybe buy that nicer cut of meat at the butcher shop. You know, it's like it's interesting. I actually sold a house for a guy a couple years ago that sold – no joke, and I'm going to use, I won't use a brand, but let's just say they sell macaroni and cheese. And he was saying how as the economy, you can really tell where the economy is headed based on what products sell for them. Does the deluxe macaroni and cheese sell right now where they're confident, or are they buying the generic? And they make all three of them, but he said what's interesting is to see what they're buying at the time. And he was saying that we're selling a lot of deluxe macaroni and cheese right now. So <laughs> interesting. I yeah. think that means good yeah. things. And consumer confidence is, I mean, in the end, that's what it's about. Hey, we're bringing in our, our old little buddy, I shouldn't say old little buddy, our, our buddy, <laughs> our attorney friend, Mr. Jeff Sweefel from MNZ Law, um, to kind of uh, give us some uh, legal wranglings here. And uh, we're going to talk, uh, we've talked, we had Jeff in, probably, boy, it's probably been a month, month and a half ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked a lot about like arbitration and different ways in which to mediate and that stuff. Um, I don't know, there's a, there's a couple other things that you can do to, uh, to solve disputes, and I think we're going to kind of hit on that uh, this afternoon, too. Or what is it? This morning. This morning. This morning. Yeah, it hasn't changed yet. It's still <laughs> morning. Sparkle's a little too tight. Hey, when yeah. you get up at 4 a.m., that's what happens. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. For uh, what? Well, we've got about a minute or so to go uh, before we head to the break, and Jeff will be in, uh, in, in the next segment uh, here on CCO. It's been a while. Uh, what else has happened this week with, uh, with you guys? How's inventory? hate to ask that. Boy. Actually, inventory, yeah. we're starting to get some on um, mm-hmm. in, in different kind of different, again, there's different price points. 
And I've just seen a lot more come on in the upper bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet sh- showings were slow this week as well. It, you know, it was, and it's it's tough, Danny, because there's um, under that 250 market, we've got several buyers on our within our group that are under 250. You get into a position of where you almost have to say, it's under 250, I'll take it. Because they're not, by the time you go out there and think about it, bring somebody back, there's 14 offers on the house. Um, over 250, over 350, you know, then you start getting into a little more relaxed marketplace. You're not seeing quite as much chaos. Um, people are still being smart. And that's where, like we were talking about earlier, getting ready to sell your house is critical because then people can make that faster decision. If they walk in and there's a bunch of things they got to think about or they have, you know, the need to bring a contractor out or whatever that might be, they may not pounce on that opportunity. And so then when people see, you know, that happening, they they hesitate a little bit and it slows down, but it, or they get more normal. But under 250 is nuts. It's it, absolutely nuts. Let's go back to new construction before we break. How, 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 does, how do you guys, what's your vision of that right now? How are we doing a new construction? Well, you know, the builders are trying to keep up. I know that the framing um, crews that, uh, you know, are out there, they're hard to get. I mean, it's in weather is a big play. You look at how much Gotta rain be. we got. We got rain coming again on Sunday here. And so there's, there's, that stops a lot of construction projects. And so the rain doesn't help those guys. But the demand is there. People want it. It's a great alternative for, you know, creating inventory. So if you can't find what you want to buy, you can build it. And that's why I think there'll still be solid demand. I was. It's interesting. And what you do is a lot of people, they'll market what's called to be built. They're mm-hmm. not built, but they look like they're on the market. And I was doing a market analysis in a, in a, a certain price range. And there was uh, in that price range, which was about a thirty, forty thousand dollars swing. Mm-hmm. There's forty two houses in it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. After I dove into it, there's twelve. You know, because all the other ones are like to be built, so they're creating inventory that way. They're not built, and I can't tell you how many calls I get from clients say, "Oh, there's a there's a new one," because they took pictures of an old house, right? You know that they just built and then put it on this lot. Well, and be, no, it's to be and built. And I'm one of those clown realtors that does that, so I've got my stuff out there. You <laughs> and know he has I mean? 700 listings. It's crazy. <laughs> Two of them are real. Okay. Uh, my mom's house, my grandma's <laughs> house. No, but it it comes down to Danny where they it gives an example of what you can build for on that lot, so that people. Because sometimes you say, I've got 50 plans. Which one do you want to put on there? They don't know how to put it all together. This gives a direct example, 2,500 square feet, 3,000 square feet on this lot is this much. Yeah. So, But it's funny when the agents, it says right in bold print, you know, that this is not a model, that you should go down the street to see our model for an example of what we can build. And then they still book showings on the Tubi belts, which I just, (laughs) I laugh because they're busy. All right. Let's take a break here. We have more show to come. We're around every Saturday in the uh, 10 o'clock hour here on 830 WCCO. We'll be right back. And welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show here on 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in studio and a special guest whom we haven't seen for a while. Yeah, Mr. Zweifel. He is back. Thanks for coming, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. And exactly who is Jeff Zweifel? Yeah, who is Jeff Zweifel? A real estate attorney extraordinaire. Actually, you have a, a different title. What is it again? Uh, you have like a special, you did a special education thing. I remember when that came out. That's right. It's the uh, the real property specialist, uh, which is a designation you can get through the Minnesota Bar, State Bar Association. Yeah, so he's he's Ooh, all, all right. real estate, also runs a very successful short sale um, uh, negotiation company as well. Yeah, and that's still going. That's still going strong. There's still people out there, and short sales are still possible for those people that find themselves underwater. And they're and they're quicker. I mean, we just got one done through you guys, and uh, it ended up being, I think, you know, 32 days to get that approved, which is great. 
Absolutely. And and there's more flexibility now. There's a lot of people that are only underwater on a second mortgage instead of both. And mm-hmm. uh, and there there's still options out there. So it's if you have a situation where you're in hardship and underwater, there's still that's really still a good alternative. Well, and I think that's realistic too, Chris. I mean, because we, we always talk about the optimistic side of the market, or we try to anyway, and then there's the the other side of the market where people are still trapped or they're as equities are coming back they may have a loan product where, for example, the interest rate's getting accelerated where they can't afford to keep up with the payments. It's not that the equity's not there. It's just that, you know, the payments are going and nobody will refinance them or whatever. So it gets, when people feel trapped, I always say call us because we we have so many resources available that don't feel trapped, get help. And and at least when you present, again, talking about presenting people with information, we can get all these professionals in front of you guys and then you can make decisions that are right for you and your family. I think what else happens too, Andy, is that, even if they're, you know, they've been tagging along here, going mm-hmm. going along, and that, that mortgage um, changes, their payment goes up, they haven't been able to make the repairs that are necessary, general maintenance repairs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that you have to do to kind of keep going. Then all of a sudden, you know, we come over there and you say equities are up, and they are, and they might be, you know, hey, it's 30000 more than what you paid for, but you got to put about seventy into it. You know, and then all of a sudden that, that, that equity that's gone, now it's only worth, it's worth 50000 less. Is that what's happening? That's what's happening. And mm-hmm. and these people, they have that delayed maintenance and they haven't been able to do it or they had a rental and it needs work to be at the standard that, that is needed to sell for market prices. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're, you're right. I mean, equities have raised, but that means that, hey, you've kept up with it. You know, that your house is That's painted and your, you know, that your furnace like is you not the last That's like we're still in shape because we were in shape in high school, right? It's you a shape. Know. It's just a different shape. <laughs> round is a shape. I was told that. There's nothing wrong with being round. Oh, well, in, yeah, okay, sure. All right, moving on. We'll, uh... <laughs> a client told me that. I said, I got to get in shape. He goes, Chris, you are in shape. Round is a shape. <laughs> I'm like, thanks a lot. So anyways, different types of, we're going to talk about different types of uh, ways to resolve disputes uh, in real estate. Um, when we had you on before, we could ne- we can never get through it when you're on. Um, we're going to try to not do the, take phone calls today just because we want to get through all these uh, things. Um, why don't you kind of hit on them? I mean, one of the most, I mean, the one that's kind of probably the most famous in real estate is arbitration. Yeah, yeah Chris, that's the most famous. And there's actually an addendum that the, uh, that you as the buyer or seller have to decide whether to opt into arbitration or not when you actually sign the purchase agreement. But there are three other options that that you have, and, and it's basically not a one-size-fits-all. There's You still have the conciliation court possibility where where there's for claims up to $15,000. So that's if you I think you did something wrong with the refrigerator. I can go in cheaper and, you know, for whatever, $35, $75. File yes. A claim. Yes. Okay. And it's a low. It's it's in that range to file a claim. Then for you also have the actual district court where you go to court and and those claims uh, probably for larger scale things usually. Um, and then you have uh, what's a new one. At least was a new one to me is is that the Minnesota Association of Realtors has an actual mediation program that is different. And mediation is different than arbitration. Arbitration you have someone that is actually designed to be like a judge who makes a decision on the case who's you know to award one side or the other the arbitrator the arbitrator yep but in mediation you get an experienced person either a judge lawyer or experienced real estate agent who actually hears both sides and tries to help you come to a set a settlement 
And uh, that that process is available to anyone, it, whether or not you've actually signed the arbitration addendum or not. Uh, and I, I, I've seen from work in court that arbitration is very successful. In the court process, many um, most cases are required to go through mediation before they can go to trial. And there's, as statistics I've seen, there's over a 60% um, success rate in settling those cases and ca- and cutting all you know cutting probably the legal fees in half of what it costs to go to court. Well, I think what's interesting when you say that mediation, um, when we had to remove people unlawful detainers uh, from our apartments for not paying, um, they'd always send us in the back room and say, "Hey, try to work it out." Kind of a mediation. Absolutely. We were on our own trying to be able to get it. Come back to the judge and if hey we can't figure it out, you know, then we kind of proceed. Otherwise, hey, we came up with an agreement. Here's what it is, and we move on. But do you find that the mediation, so if I think, hey, you know what? No, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. But does a mediator or a mediator, yeah, do they kind of say, you know what, Chris, I know you're not. You're probably not wrong, but if you kind of bring this through the process, you know, it might cost you this and this. You know, why don't you just give them this to be able to make it work? That's absolutely what they do, Chris. And there's a thing with cases and a thing with advocacy that we all sort of fall in love with our own positions. And really, if you have an experienced real estate agent, lawyer, or a retired judge, they can tell both sides what are the, the, the problems with their case. And, and lawyers have the same problem as you guys do in a way. You guys sometimes have a problem when, when uh, the buyer or seller is really set on what the value of a property is. And if you try to give them a realistic idea, they just want to go somewhere else and to, to, to someone that will tell them what they want. Well, it's the same for lawyers when you have a case. You're representing someone, and um, they think their case is great. You think there's problems with it. But if you try to tell them what the problems are, sometimes they just go find another lawyer that can, will tell them what they want. Here you've got an arbit, uh, a mediator who's a very experienced person. And they give both sides a reality check. Interesting. What? Uh, how about cost-wise for that, comparably to all the other stuff? Well, I, I would say it's way less because um, in the in the Minnesota uh, association process here, it takes about sixty days. You have you you jointly pay the mediator. Um, the filing fee is is way less. It's only three hundred fifty dollars. Um, you don't have to have a, a lawyer if you're hiring one prepare to go to court yet or to go to arbitration, which is sort of like because you're not to go stuck. To I mean, you don't go to this mediation and say, "Oh my gosh, I'm 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 done and I lost." It's kind of like you have to agree, come to an agreement with them. That's that's correct, and and uh, and so there there's a, a real feeling that you know it's voluntary in a way. You you can walk away from the mediation, but. It really helps usually. And if people have a mind that they would like to get this resolved, it's very successful. I wonder about that, Andy, though. If, if you if you think about that and I, hey, I got to get this going, I got to get this done, and I'm going to mediation, I mean, is it just, I mean, a stall tactic or is it successful? You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. kind of like, or maybe a hey, let's talk it out. Maybe, check. yeah. Or, hey, you know what? I really want to just see kind of what all their information is on the other side. So if me and Andy are fighting, you know, we come to a mediator. We're almost going to find out what that other side of the case is, or you, my way off. You are, you you really are. Mm. And another thing is, is that you actually get in a room with the opposing party, and and that usually fosters a a, re, a resolution because usually the the person that makes the decision on either side's not 
not available. If you're talking by phone, it's got to go from one lawyer to the, to the other and back and then translated or one real estate agent to the other one and translated. And there's, there's, there's a lot of time wasted and miss, uh, and, and things lost in the translation. What if everybody's in, in the same room, it's not. Uh, are you got to take a break? I think, well, yeah, let's take a break. We have more, more show to come. Uh, the real estate show around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour here on 830 WCC. We will be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to this portion of the real estate show here on 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in studio. And for those uh, folks, Chris and Andy, who joined us maybe a little bit late, who did you bring with you today? Well, it's Jeff Zwiefel with MNC Law. And we're talking about different ways to dispute in real estate transactions, specifically kind of going after the mediation. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I was just curious too, you know, on when we took the break, I, I started thinking about, you know, how real estate, we interact every day. The resolution process of having someone that gives you, for an example, like in, in mediation, it may be faster. Like in, I wanted to talk about like the the timelines a little bit. So if somebody does decide to mediate versus arbitrate versus actually taking somebody to court, can you, do you have the kind of timelines and, and expected, anticipated, you know, time to get a resolution? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you are, um, the mediation is probably the fastest. Um, one thing is you have to, you have to file for it at least eight or within 18 months after you've um, sold or purchased the property. Um, but then it typically it's a 60 day turnaround. Mm-hmm. From from the time you file for mediation to when you are actually before the mediator with the other side to try to resolve it. Now that's that's on the shortest end. If you go to the far end, that's the longest is probably your your standard district court. That that timeline is going to be a year or more. You know, probably about a year uh, or more. And and the costs are commensurate. If you're looking at a district court matter going all the way through mm-hmm. to trial, you could easily have each side have fifty thousand in lawyer fees. That, that is very, very fairly possible. Even if you go through the, the, the real estate arbitration system, um, it could easily you could easily if you hire a lawyer, each mm-hmm. side could have upwards of, you know, fifteen thousand dollars of legal fees. So when we're going through the purchase agreement, I know a lot of people have different opinions on this, and the lot we have a lot of real estate agents that actually listen to the show too. What is your opinion on the arbitration agreement in the purchase agreement? Should the buyers and sellers be signing this, or should they be not signing this, or what's your opinion? You know, it, it's it's not a one size fits all, and so it's hard for me to say. I think in each in each situation, there are benefits to the arbitration versus the other options and 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 problems. I, I would say the one thing is, in the higher the end of the property, the more is usually at stake in any claim. Mm-hmm. The more likely I would want to go to district court. Sure. Yeah, and 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 on the other hand, you know, there, there's that sweet spot more mid-range properties or lower, um, uh, you know, l- lower value properties where the cost of district court would be so far uh, too prohibitive. You well, and want, see, yeah. as a seller, see, I I could see where you know one of the pros of that being cost prohibitive and and lengthy in time is why I may not want to sign an arbitration agreement. Why would I agree to agree on the front end versus negotiating that out or having the ability to say, listen? You know, you're arguing over $1,500 for us to go all the way to court isn't worth it. And a lot of times I would think that that would defer or make people think twice about coming after you, even if you were wrong or, you know, right in that case, versus having such an easy, yeah, let's just do it because I got nothing else going on next Thursday. Let's let's go to arbitration. 
You know what I mean? And it's it's so I guess that's from a realtor's perspective, but well, it's a good it's a good it's a good argument and a good perspective is is that I, I think it, it, from a lawyer's standpoint, it, you you hate to decide your dispute resolution format or forum before you know what the dispute is and the value of the dispute and so forth. And there is somewhat of a deterrent to, that a buyer is going to have to spend the money and hire a lawyer if they want to go to district court. Um, I think that's one of the reasons for the arbitration process. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's other, right. Yeah, I was well, arbitration say is yeah, you got to file within 24 months too. Yeah, that's right? correct. And and so the good that's thing a little shorter. The good thing about district court, it's typically a six-year filing window rather right. than than the 24 months. Yeah, because you do see more of the uh, I don't say the attorneys or whatever that decline arbitration during the purchase process because they want to have options, and the homeowner that's selling their house. The buyer coming in and the homeowner that want to just let's get along and let's choose to agree to agree and let's make it simpler and they will decide to arbitrate in most cases because they do see you know if there ever was a problem it's a quicker easier resolution for both sides. Um, I think it's also when you're purchasing a property it's kind of like putting on mittens so if you ever get in a fight you're not actually fighting with bare fists you're actually fighting with mittens on and so the homeowner or that, district court is brass knuckles <laughs> brass oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's in the parking lot before you go in. The uh, But you know what I'm saying? I think that there's just – because there's a lot of confusion out there. A lot of customers will sit across the table from me and say, what do you think? And I'm not supposed to give my opinion on that. I'm not a lawyer. So I, I say you have to read this. You guys have to make – again, form your own opinion based on the information being provided. Um, and they always ask, well, what do most people do? So what are you guys seeing? Chris, what do you see most people well, doing nowadays? I, I, th- I get a question, actually. And I'm sorry. I was thinking about that before Andy asked that. But – to me, it's kind of like so. Forget what Andy asked. No, but what surprise. I wanna, yeah, what I want to um, ask you. See, I'm going to start forgetting about this. Is that if you all sign for arbitration, all agreed to it, can you still go to mediation ahead of time? You you can. Okay. You can, and and that is. Um, it's just that you have to go request mediation bef- by the 18th month date after the purchase agreement. Okay. You can't ask for it. That you know. 23 months and 29 days. And back to Andy's thing, too. You know, we talk a lot. And uh, when Jeff was around here more often, we always said, you know, we we can't give legal or tax advice, but Mr. Zwiefel can. But uh, as realtors, that we can't do that. And it's a question that you get. And Mm -hmm. to me, it's kind of like, hey, you just got to explain again, give them the information. So they got to make a decision. But it typically that whole arbitration thing comes up when it's time to sign the purchase agreement. It's one of the last things that you end up signing, too. Well, and I've had people that have not as sellers, not accepted an offer because it was forcing them to sign arbitration. They're like, nope, we don't want it. We, you know, we just, we won't sign it. So they rejected an offer over it. So well, you're not forced though. Understood. But the point is, is that if, if the, if the buyer's saying we want arbitration and we're only going to buy your house, if you agree to arbitrate oh, they sell. Okay. and the seller That's says, different. and the seller's right. And the seller says, no way, you know, it's, it also raises a bunch of red flags for you. Well, that's I've what people think is red flags, but that's not necessarily the case. Well, it, no, it's not necessarily the case. Uh, I have seen examples, though, where sellers wished they signed arbitration. Yep. Yeah, and I, I've seen cases where um, the uh, they had a they had a one was a window issue, and the uh, the buyer was going to sue for basically the fifteen thousand dollar conciliation court limit and filed the claim in conciliation court. Well, that's not not a bad forum, but it's not a real estate. Um, um, expert forum, I would say. And here this seller was having to go into conciliation court and have the possibility of a $15,000 judgment against him. And uh, they they would have had in, in arbitration, 
the the buyer would have had to present more evidence and there would have been a an experienced real estate either lawyer or real estate agent who is arbitrating it. So, so can they ask for legal fees as well, Jeff, or is that something that, you know, so you just said, well, you could have $50,000 worth of legal fees getting ready for, you know, and that's a number that we pull out of the sky. It could have been 10000 but still, that $10,000 to fight a $15,000 claim, let's say, can you ask for that as part of the solution? Well, you, typically you can't because most purchase agreements do not allow the, it has to be agreed in the purchase agreement that the party that loses has to pay lawyer fees. So you'd have to write that on the arbitration or, or the, into your purchase adendum? agreement. Yeah, and the mm. typical purchase agreement doesn't allow doesn't call for our uh, for award of attorney fees. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, well, okay. Um, so yeah, the whole. I mean, I, I think that mediation. I mean, to me, I think that mediation is a great thing, but I think it also needs a little teeth at the end. If you don't come to some sort of agreement, I mean, you almost got to be kind of forced to kind of, hey, let's let's really do this and try to work towards something. Like almost say, hey, if you go to mediation, if you don't, if it doesn't succeed, we're going to court kind of thing or go to arbitration if, if that's possible. You know, I agree, Chris. And, and that's the that's the one that's a real strong point of of mediation in the district court process is, is that you're facing a trial then and that probably doubles your costs where um, that would be a nice thing I, I would suggest for the for the, the the Association of Realtors mediation that you would be required to mediate first before you can go to arbitration. And uh, then there would be that added carrot or leverage that if we don't settle it here, our costs are going up and some third party is going to make a decision, financial decision about our lives. Yeah, because I think at some point you also do, even if you think you're totally right, you can kind of see the the side of oh geez you know what there might have been a little culpability here you know what I'll give this and and those other people are like you know what this didn't turn out what I thought it's kind of a win win we and we move on you know and that's that's true and uh, um, one of the things about the difference between court and and arbitration is by and large court cases get settled before trial but the vast majority of cases that file for arbitration go through the whole process. I tell you what, we need to take a break, but we have more show to come. The Real Estate Show around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. Here on 830-WCCO, we'll be right back. And welcome back to this portion of The Real Estate Show. Here on 830-WCCO in the final minutes, Chris and Andy and Jeff, where do we go from here? Yeah, well, I think it's important for the listeners to know, I mean, at what time do you really, should you engage an attorney? I mean, depending on Mm. whatever route you go. Well, that's a good question, Chris, and you're asking an attorney when they should you should hire attorneys. Always. But, yeah, uh, but, uh, the answer actually when you wake is, up. The actually is, <laughs> honestly, it's right away. Because I've seen so many cases where they had a good case, but they never preserved the evidence properly. So the, the problem was is, is that even though I agreed with them that they should re- receive compensation or they should be able to successfully defend themselves, they had, they had not preserved the evidence uh, by taking photos or making sure they had names and addresses and statements and all the things that you have to do that actually if you're going to go to arbitration or to court, you have to be able to convince the judge or jury or arbitrator that you have a good case. And they just didn't have the evidence, even though if they had the evidence that they said they, you know, that they said that that, that they actually had, they would have likely won. Yeah, that's interesting. So um 
What about getting the evidence fixed rather than waiting for a decision? I mean, if this, I mean, even in mediation, I mean, it's going to take 60 days and everything else is probably going to take longer than that. Um, and I've got uh, a hole in my roof. I mean, what is the best thing? Just get a bunch of pictures and do everything, but you got to fix that. Yeah, you know, you actually do, Chris. And the reason is there's a legal principle called mitigation of damages. And, and if you don't fix the roof and it gets worse and worse, well, what was caused by you not fixing it and what was caused by the original problem? So, And plus, if you don't fix it, you don't really have your damages, um, your actual damages um, uh, calculated. You know, it could cost more or less, well, and you have to argue about that as well. So, and That's like, yeah, getting bids. I mean, this is legit. But could they also come back and say, you know what? You could have got that done for 8000 not 42000 you know they really could, um, but it it, uh, it it probably is not as there's probably not as great of a difference there uh, as it is if you just have bids out there and they can talk about well they can talk about well this bid is only good for this long or or they can talk about well there is more damage because you're waiting to do the pro- you know waiting to fix the problem that's your fault and so forth. Yeah, you don't. Andy, I think we're kind of programmed to think that those attorneys are big bad people, and that they all they want is your as your money. But I think in a good way. I mean, especially so. Mr. What's our Zweifel new opinion? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But our, I mean, Jeff. I mean, obviously, even the way that you're talking here. I mean, yeah. Like most people would say, hey, go to district court. You know, that's mm-hmm. what you got to do. Jeff's going to make more money. But you're saying that arbitration is good. Even f- further, that mediation might be the way to go where you're not involved at all. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's always case by case. And even sometimes conciliation court is is best because the dollar amount involved is not that uh, not high and uh, the issues are not real complicated. Do you find it that people, the best way to do it is to work together towards some sort of resolution? Oh, I always think it is because I... It's it's always been a cliche in the in the, the legal field is is that the best the best resolutions make everyone mad. No one's ever happy with when when the when a court decides, and they're probably not happy when an arbitrator decides either. I mean, sometimes in that about being bullied too, you know, in some ways. Yeah. I mean, because some people can just go. I mean, they're just totally obnoxious. I mean, like this is there's no way. I mean that. I mean, why would I pay you for that and, and agree to that? I mean, when you get to that point, I mean, you can, I mean, from one side, you can kind of, um, I don't know, you got to make, they got to go through it all, <laughs> you know? That's right. And and there's a lot of bluster up front, but um, if they go to say mediation and they have a retired judge telling them and their attorney, what a, what a poor case they have. And they, these are the things that are wrong. And why do you think your case is worth this much with these, these de- def, you know, deficiencies, then the lawyer can say, well, yeah, that's the case. And by the way, if you want to go further, you've got to write me another check for for re, for lawyer fees, and that uh, you know that's that make, that makes people come to their senses many times. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's a it's just a fact. It's, it's just what we're dealing with. So, um, Andy, what do you got going this weekend? We got a bunch of open houses. You know, I, I, last week, Chris, we had a, had a couple of people calling me saying, "Oh, hey, your open houses aren't easy to find on your website." So, what I was going to say was this: so Facebook, Andy Prasky, obviously. Um, I've got, I posted an article uh, actually today that three charts that shout sell your house today. And I want you to go ahead. It's a free report. You can go on there. So buying and selling homes in Minnesota with Andy Prasky, 
or if you go to Andy Prasky, look at my business page. And then what's cool is at the end of that uh, article, it shows you three pretty compelling reasons why listing your house right now is important. But then at the very, very bottom, you can actually get a copy of our free e-guide too that's selling your house. And it's like a 36-page, four-color, downloadable for free. Nobody's going to bug you. And then so if you're thinking about it, get the free reports. And then obviously if you follow that, like that page, we'll keep you updated on all of our open houses. That's good. All right, Chris, how are we getting to And then you'll you? just lead them to me, is what you're That's, saying. And then I'll say, if you want a professional, call Chris Rooney. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I think, you know, I'll tell you what, Facebook is kind of becoming the the big uh, the big thing. Well, it's easy. You know, yeah. I mean, it's and you can go there and you can like things. Like, what I find cool, Chris, is that, and you see this too, people will see like an ad for an open house, for an example, on our Facebook pages, and they'll tag their friend right in the actual uh, comment, so it comes into their feed too. It's very interactive, which I like, and I, I'm sure you do too the plug and play with the audience that's out there looking for houses. And, you know, I always ask, I'll ask, what are you looking for? What can I help you with? And then we've got a lot of those free resources we've offered over the years, the nosy neighbor report. We have all of those are still alive and well and, and available for free. So feel free yeah. to. And we're also coming up us. with Denny, um, mm. something pretty exciting here in the next couple of weeks. That I think it's, uh, it's not only going to be uh, really interesting information, but uh, a real good deed for, uh, people out there and a bunch of us in the real estate community kind of coming together and uh you'll hear about it here at cco happen. yeah it's going to be all through here so well, we right, need the yeah. help of the listeners all right well we'll get to that yep. and uh how do we get i suppose if folks want to get in touch with jeff they can contact either one of you guys right or jeff why don't you give me your, yeah. a, a number everyone asks for a number they said they never get their number they want to call yeah yeah you guys my number for my office is 763-450-1639 he's okay. a He's a guy up north, too, by the way, Denny. All right. He hangs out with Prasky up there. Very good. <laughs> well, we'll corral you all to come back again next week here on CCO for another edition of The Real Estate Show here on 830 WCCO. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.